The following is a reenactment of an actual conversation that happened between Jaina and one of her clients. Well, thank you ladies for coming in for a hair and makeup trial today. I'm so glad you liked everything. I loved it. It's exactly what I asked for. Mom, do you have any questions for Jaina? Mm, yes. My daughter loves you and I do too, so I just have a quick question. Um, What were to happen if, say, you were to get into a horrible, horrible car accident? Um... I'm sorry, what? Well, who's going to do the hair and makeup then? Oh, uh, well, in that case, uh, I'd be really concerned about your wedding, but I'd also be pretty concerned for myself. Right, so who would do the hair and makeup? Oh, <laughs> um, I have a team, so maybe one of them could go? I mean, I guess if I could get a hold of them from the ambulance? Hmm, all right. And is there any way we could be sure you won't get pregnant between now and the day of the wedding? Is this for real? She can't be serious. She looks serious. She seriously just asked me to guarantee that I'm not going to get pregnant? Oh my god, I'm so done. Ah, I can't take it anymore! After almost two decades of staying silent about the ugly side of working with brides, I'm finally, finally finally about about to speak my mind. Hello and welcome to Big Lash Energy. I'm your slightly disgruntled host, Jaina Marie. Up until today, you've only ever heard me sing praises of how much I love doing hair and makeup for brides. And it's true. This has been a 19-year-long romance, and I still always refer to my job as my biggest blessing. Because sure, most people put friends and family at the top of their list, but I feel like everyone is friends and family, but only very few people get to truly love what they do for a living. What do you mean? (laughs) I I love my job. (laughs) Because it's such an honor to have a bride trust me with her big day, I don't like to complain. But just like every job, there are pros and cons to what I do. And now that I have this mic, is this thing on? I'm finally, finally dishing on the parts of being a bridal makeup artist that nobody talks about. I'm sure you'll find this entertaining no matter what you do for a living. And if you are a makeup artist, you might just catch yourself yelling from the bleachers, Preach, 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 Jada, preach. preach. Today, I'm going on a rant. Yes. Telling you everything that sucks. Yes. About being a bridal makeup artist. Uh-oh. What the fuck, Gina? Let's go. Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now, here's your favorite hype woman, Jaina Marie. Jaina Marie. Before we begin, there are two things that I need to get out of the way. First of all, it needs to be said, I love my job. Nothing will ever change that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay? But just like you can be madly, deeply, even passionately in love with someone and still hate the sound of his chewing or that he farts in his sleep, I too have some things that drive me a little crazy. Secondly, I've been doing hair and makeup for brides for over 19 years now, and I did a rough estimation based on how many weddings I do in a week and how many weeks there are in a year, and I figured out that I've done at least 1,500 weddings. I say that so you know that chances are I am not referring to you or anyone you know in this episode. Some of the examples I'm going to use today are from weddings I've done literally 15 years ago. So just relax and have a laugh with me. Choosing a makeup artist has become, for some brides, the biggest decision after who to marry. Actually, you know what? 
Who am I kidding? Let's be real here. I know some women who put months of research into who they should book for hair and makeup, but they married the guy who just happened to sit next to them in biology class. <laughs> I'll never forget one client who told me, as soon as my boyfriend and I got serious and I knew an engagement was on the way, I started following makeup artists on social media. I think I followed somewhere between 50 to 75. Over the course of the last year, if any makeup artist posted a look I didn't like, I'd unfollow them. And in the end, you were the only one that was left. I joked, so are you saying I get the final rose? Thank you. I might be dating myself, but way back when I got married, <laughs> the first time, most brides just went to a counter at the mall and hoped for the best. If you ask your grandma or even your mom who did her hair and makeup, she'll probably say she did it herself or maybe a friend did it. But now, who's doing their makeup seems to be the next question right after how did he propose brides email me to ask which day they should get married so that they can make sure that i'll be able to glam them once we had a bride inquire about my availability for a possible wedding in march and my booking assistant said that i wasn't going to be free until october and she said okay and moved her wedding almost an entire year for me I had another bride who was doing a tour of different wineries in the Okanagan to see which one she wanted to get married at. She would call me from every single one of them to see if their available dates would work with mine, and if not, she told them that she had to look elsewhere. Her fiancé thought she'd lost her mind, and can you blame him? He was like, who is this Jaina person, and why do we care so much that she's at our wedding? <laughs> My favorite was the bride who wanted me to do her wedding in Whistler, a ski hill that's about an hour and a half outside of the city I live in. Well, my admin person joked that the only way I could do her wedding because of my schedule would be if she hired a helicopter. And she said, okay. So I took a helicopter to work that day. <laughs> I think a big part of the reason why hair and makeup is so much more important these days is because we're so concerned about how we look on social media. When you're planning a wedding, sure, you might have your 150 people there of your closest friends and family, but you're also most likely going to be posting your whole event online and every bride seems to want to go viral. If you follow makeup artists on social media, you probably see them buying nice things, getting paid to travel, thoughtful notes and gifts from clients. When we're successful, we've got it good, like so good. It's for that reason that I don't like to complain because I know anyone who's seeing me enjoying the perks of the job wouldn't want to hear it. But today I'm going to share with you the hard bits, not because I want to complain necessarily, but so you can know what's really involved. Of course, there are the obvious things like the horrible sleep schedule, the tens of thousands of dollars you're going to end up spending on makeup, and the super, super picky clients. But those are kind of things that are to be expected. Today's list are the other things, the ones you only really find out once you're in it. All right, all right, all right. Enough procrastinating already. It's time to get to this list. Number, Number one. one. Anyone can write a bad review about me anytime, anytime. and for any reason. reason. The thing about a bad review is they show up at the top of Google searches because they're being updated so often. So when somebody writes something negative, a lot of people can see it. Now there are even vendor review pages on Facebook that keep me on the edge of my seat. You just never know when some crazy person is going to say something wild about you. And let's be honest, I'm not, perfect. I'm not perfect. Maybe I did do something wrong. But most people can have an off day or make a little mistake at work without it being put on blast for the world to see. 
There's a website called Wedding Wire that used to be quite popular. Anytime someone would leave a review for my business, I'd get an email letting me know, and I swear, every time I would get one of those notifications, my heart rate would go up, my cheeks would get hot, I would have a panic attack, and it almost always happened while I was driving. Sometimes I even had to pull over. Why? Because literally anyone can write anything about you at any time. And in some of these sites, it doesn't even have to be someone who's hired you. And of course, I have examples. So the first one that comes to mind was this bride who I was booked for. I ended up being really sick the week of her wedding. Like I'm talking all of my molars were infected somehow and I couldn't stop throwing up. So instead of canceling on her, I just simply sent her an email and I said, hey, these are the things that are wrong with me. I'm not trying to cancel on you, but I do want to let you know just in case you have a weak immune system or something like that. She responded right away and said, no, it's totally fine. I'm actually a doctor. I have no problem with you being sick at my wedding. Great. So that day I drive to work. Of course, I'm feeling like absolute shit. I did her hair and makeup. She loved it. No complaints whatsoever. And she had no idea that I actually had to leave twice to throw up. She knew I was sick, obviously, but she didn't exactly know how sick. Anyways, a couple of weeks went by and bing, of course, I get the notification saying that I've had a review written about me. I pull over and read this scathing review all about how I had the nerve to show up to her wedding booking sick. Like I'm somehow supposed to be healthy 365 days a year. Of course, I knew exactly what bride it was. And so I reached out to her because I had given her the option to cancel on me if she wanted. And she didn't. She told me to come anyways. And I said, hi, um, I'm just wondering why you left this bad review for me, considering I was sick and I couldn't help it. And you did tell me to come anyways. And she said, oh, that wasn't me. That was my bridesmaid. Right. I couldn't believe it. The fact that I got a bad review just for being sick. Like, trust me, if there was some magical pill or spell that I could do that would ensure that I was healthy 365 days a year, I would. And imagine, I got this bad review despite still doing her hair and makeup and her loving it. Imagine if I'd actually called in sick. Here's another example of a bad review I got one time. A bride inquired about her wedding a year and a half before it was happening. We had some back and forth emails and I put a soft hold on the calendar for her to make sure that she was the first in line for the date, even though she hadn't even put a deposit down. And at one point, I went three months without hearing from her, but it was fine. I continued to save the dates. Then she happened to email me on a day when I was in Calgary visiting with family. I didn't have anyone answering my emails back then, so I put an auto reply on and when I got back to my office three days later, I was shocked to find a scathing email from her. She wrote this long message saying that it was rude and disrespectful that I'd left her waiting three days for a response and it was probably because her wedding was so small so it wasn't a priority for me. Meanwhile, like I said, I'd been saving the dates for her even though I hadn't heard from her. Anyways, she was clearly so upset about it that she never booked me. Then almost two years go by. Okay, I've forgotten this woman even exists or that this interaction had even happened. But suddenly, people started messaging me saying, Have you seen the bad review about you? Well, I did a little bit of Googling and sure enough, this woman had gone to the forums six months after her wedding, which meant it was two years after she waited three days for a reply from me 
to post that I'm unprofessional, disrespectful, I don't understand the needs of the bride, and because I left her waiting for three days for a response, I have no business working in the wedding industry. Can you imagine? I didn't even do her wedding. I never even met this person. So I cracked my knuckles and wrote a response. <clears throat> Hopefully, now that you've been able to write this review two years later, you will have the closure that you need and can finally go back to being happily married. <clears throat> right. If you couldn't tell, that was a little bit of sarcasm. Because in my opinion, if you're actually a happy person who's happily married, you don't go back into the forums two years later to write bad reviews for people that you never even met. Can you tell I'm still a little crusty about it? What some people don't realize when they write reviews is that you have the potential to actually affect someone's livelihood, like the way they feed their families. I know some people who've gone out of business because of things that people have written about them online. So you really need to be careful. And you also should ask yourself, do I write positive reviews when someone did a good job or when they went above and beyond the call of duty? Or do I only go to the internet when I have something bad to say? Sometimes it feels like if you do a really good job, your client will tell, you know, their closest five people. But if you do a bad job, they'll tell the world. That's a lot of pressure. Number two. Sometimes I have to be a family counselor. The perfect example was this one wedding that I did with my assistant, Ricky. During the course of the time that we were doing the hair and makeup, the mother of the bride said something kind of insensitive that hurt the bride's feelings. The sister defended the bride and then the grandma got mad that the sister talked back. The bride started to cry because they were fighting on her wedding day and ding, it was game on. All four women were screaming and bawling their eyes out. I'd never seen anything like it. It was easily the most emotional morning I've ever had. Well, I knew that Ricky and I had a really tight schedule that day with another booking to get to. So I looked at her sternly from across the room and motioned with my hands like, do not stop working. Finally, it was too hard to do hair and makeup with all the tears and flailing arms. So I knew I had to do something about it. I sent the sister out to go get Starbucks. I turned the bride's chair so it was facing out the window at the beautiful view and not at the mom and grandma's stairs. And then I talked both of the older women off the ledge, explaining that the things that they were concerned about didn't really matter. As we were leaving, the mother of the bride looked up at me while she was in the middle of filling out her check and said, I'm sorry about all that drama. She was a really sweet lady and I didn't want her to feel bad. Plus, <laughs> she was the one paying me. So I said, oh no, don't even worry about it. It's a wedding day. Things like this happen all the time. <laughs> Thankfully, things like that don't happen all the time. Well, at least not that bad anyways. <laughs> Sometimes the family drama is all in the subtle nuances. Take this other wedding, for example. I was busy doing hair and makeup for the mother of the bride, and she was buzzing. You could just tell that she was so excited for the party and to see her daughter in her wedding dress. She'd expressed that she wanted to look extra sexy that day because it was going to be the first time that she was going to see her ex-husband since their divorce. And I was like, woman, say less. I'm 100% down for a revenge glam session. So while I'm doing my all-time best to help her feel fabulous, her daughter, the bride, walks up and says, Hey mom, can you do me a favor and keep an eye on dad tonight? I don't want him drinking too much, okay? Thanks. And then she just walked away. Now the mom's energy shifted immediately. Of course, I can always feel the vibe coming off my clients because I'm right in their space. 
but I watched the enthusiasm gradually drain from mom's face. She was no longer excited for the event. You could tell she was now burdened with having to babysit her manchild of an ex. And I knew it just wasn't fair for her. And I just felt especially bad for the change that had come over her. She went from so excited to now almost looking like she didn't really want to be there at all. Once the bride sat in my chair, I decided that I was going to do something about it. I said, I know this isn't any of my business, but is there anyone else you could ask to watch your dad? He's not your mom's responsibility anymore, and I have a feeling she's pretty stressed about it. The bride put her hand on her forehead. She said, how could I be so stupid? I'm just so used to her managing him. I never even thought about that. As soon as I finished her makeup, she asked to take a little break and walked over to her mom, who was just pouring herself a cup of coffee. I listened in and she said, Hey mom, don't worry about dad, okay? I'll get my brother to do it. Her mom was so visibly relieved, like the weight of a hundred sumo wrestlers just lifted off her shoulders. The bride came back to me, climbed back into the makeup chair and simply said, Thank you for saying something. I don't know what I was thinking. It's not very often you have everyone from your past and present in one room, and that can drum up all kinds of tension and unexpected emotions. As the makeup artist, I'm often the one walking my client through all of them. Sometimes I feel like I'm the bartender, you know, like the one who hears everybody's secrets. Since I'm removed from the family, people feel comfortable telling me everything. Like, I had one sister tell me that she didn't think that the marriage was going to last. There was a bridesmaid who let me know that the bride had sex with a stripper just a few days earlier. There are brides admitting that they're having second thoughts. And one mom admitted that she was just waiting for her daughter's wedding to be over so she could finally leave her husband. I just do my best to create a safe space for people to express how they feel. I appreciate that they feel so comfortable with me, but it's something I never expected when I decided that I was going to make a career out of painting faces. Number three, no one takes my job seriously. There are career choices you could make that will instantly garnish respect and admiration. Tell someone you're in medicine, law, or education, and immediately people are impressed. Say you're a makeup artist, however, and you're met with comments like, Oh, that's cute. Um, What else do you do? One time I did a wedding in a very big fancy home. The father of the bride was a really proud man and as he should be, he'd built a beautiful life for himself and his family. When I was all done my work, the bride told me that he had the payment. So I went looking around the house trying to find him and there he was sitting in his kitchen nook sipping his coffee watching the news. He said, so I guess you want some money, huh? He reached over to grab his checkbook that he had ready for all the day's expenses. He said, it's nice you have your own little business. Then he pulled a pen from his chest pocket. All right, what's the damage? I told him the amount that he owed and he froze. Then finally clicked his pen and looked up at me. Whoa, well, that's more than I charge for a whole day with one of my excavators. I said, yeah, it's not a bad little business. He said, sounds like I need to learn how to do makeup. Number four, there are no sick days. I had COVID three times. The first was what I like to call the OG vid. That gangster one that had me exhausted from simply walking the 10 steps from my bed to the kitchen, sleeping all day, out of breath, and losing my sense of taste. Soup was just like hot water and ice cream was just cold mush. The second time I got it, I mostly felt the same minus a light headache and a positive test. But the third time, oh my goodness. This was like the worst cold I've ever had on steroids. 
Have you ever been so congested that it felt like your eyes were going to pop? I had the worst headache, a cough, runny everything, and both my ears were infected so I could barely hear. I asked my booking assistant if she could move my appointments for the week, obviously, because thankfully I only had in-person consultations and one engagement photo shoot to do. First of all, I requested that we contact the in-person consultations to see if we could make them FaceTime ones instead. But one of the brides responded by saying, I heard that one of the side effects of COVID is brain fog, and I'd rather not talk to Jaina if she can't communicate effectively. Right. Then I had a photo shoot, but my darling assistant, Ricky, knew all about it and let me know that she could still do that client's makeup. She would just be a couple of blocks away and could easily make it in time to get her ready in time for her photo shoot. Perfect. We had a solution for her. So my booking assistant popped the bride an email saying I was super sick, but not to worry. We had a replacement. The bride responded right away by saying, oh, I don't mind if she's sick. She can just wear a face mask. You don't mind that I'm sick? Okay, what about me? I guess this meant it didn't really matter how I felt. I was going to be working anyways. And keep in mind, this wasn't her wedding. I could totally understand if somebody wanted me there anyways, even though it was their wedding day. But this was just an engagement photo shoot. And I did have someone who could replace me. But there I was, driving to work at 5 o'clock in the morning, stuffed up, miserable the entire drive out to her place I was hating my life thinking no one else would have to work feeling this sick plus the last thing that I wanted to do was have a face mask on when I was already stuffed up and congested I just wanted to be snuggled in my bed in peace well I pulled up to her home and she met me outside and I think she was taken aback by exactly how sick I was What I wanted to say was, do you see this? Do you see what a snotty, disgusting mess I am? (coughs) But instead, I'm sure I said something like, I'm so excited to be a part of your photo shoot today. (coughs) We went inside her home where her grandparents lived, I might add, and I set up the hair and makeup area. I wanted to hate her. I really did. I mean, I was being seriously inconvenienced and made to work when I was really sick, but she was so sweet and we got along great. As I struggled to curl her hair, sniffling away, eyes watering, she made conversation by saying, So, what's it like having to work with Pridezillas all the time? As my head pounded and my hot breath collected inside my face mask with snot hitting my top lip, I thought for a second and decided, fuck it, I'm just going to say it. I put one hand on her shoulder and I said, Well, it feels kind of like this. (laughs) Yep, I said it. She was shook. What? I laughed. Well, you never asked me how I felt today. You were only worried about your photo shoot, and in my opinion, that's that's kind kind of of the definition definition of a bridezilla. Her jaw dropped. Suddenly, she was reminded that her wedding events weren't, in fact, the only thing that mattered. She said, I'm so sorry. You're right. I said, it's okay. You're just going to forever go down as my favorite bridezilla. Of course, we had a good laugh at it that day, and then again when I did her wedding, and then again when I glammed her for a reshoot after her wedding. She's an amazing person, but there's something about when a woman is getting married that can sometimes make her forget that anything else matters. This situation was an especially good example because there was a perfectly viable solution, but she only thought of herself, not even her elderly grandparents. Woman, if you're listening, you know who you are. (laughs) I I love love you, you, and you will forever forever be my my favorite. favorite. 
Now, in the intro of this episode, I mentioned someone talking about making sure I wouldn't get pregnant. And that's a real thing people have asked me. How do I know you won't get pregnant? Or can you promise you won't get pregnant between now and the wedding? What does that even mean? When a bride books me, does she own my ovaries? On that day, I wanted to say, should we just leave this consultation right now and go straight to the doctor so you can see him give me an IUD? Or, hey, maybe you want to pop by my house every morning to make sure I take a birth control pill? Every once in a while, a bride will reach out to me saying that she needs to find a new makeup artist because the one she booked is ugh, having a baby. Like, ugh, gross. Experiencing the miracle of creating life? How dare she? You'd think women would have more sympathy for how hard it is to maintain a career as well as balancing motherhood, but apparently all that is thrown out the window when it comes to someone's wedding. Oh my god, she got pregnant. What a bitch. Yes, I was thinking about you while I was making sweet, sweet love. Like, can you imagine? My darling, what you and I have is... So precious, so beautiful, so wonderful. And the only thing that could make it better is if we had even more love. What do you say we multiply this love and have a baby? Um, that sounds really nice, but let me just quickly check my client calendar. I just need to see who I have nine months from now. Michelle? Yeah, fuck that bitch. Let's do it, honey. Let's make a baby. Not exactly how it goes. In all seriousness, though, a big part of the reason why I don't have kids is because I really am terrified of not being able to navigate my due date with my busy season. It's a real thing. I have clients on the calendar booking up to three years away from now. So when exactly could I schedule having a baby without imagining a whole band of brides chasing me down with pitchforks and torches after I told them that I'd have to cancel their wedding booking? And that brings me to my next point. Number Number five, five. you're going to miss out on a lot of fun and family events. Did you get invited to go dancing with your girlfriends on Friday or Saturday night? (laughs) Think again. Camping on a long weekend? Nope. Long weekends book up three years in advance. That's when I have the most work. When everyone's busy enjoying the beach in the summertime, that's when I'm in the thick of it. And hey, if you're going to be clubbing on the weekends, that's perfect. Can you call me when you leave? Because that's exactly when I need to wake up for work. (laughs) My life will be scheduled so far in advance, but family functions and emergencies happen last minute. Since I've been a makeup artist, I unfortunately lost my grandpa, who I've spoken about many times on this show. Him and I were super close, but I couldn't go to his funeral. And that's something I'll always regret. And then there was my childhood best friend, Gino. He was the boy who lived next door and came over every day after school. He always said that he thought I was going to be famous one day, so he affectionately called me J-Star. He and I had a very special bond. At one point, he went away to Finland to play hockey, and I would send him little care packages and tapes with my voice on them to keep him company. We both had little crushes on each other. And he told me that he loved me, but he thought he was trouble and that I would be much better off if he wasn't my boyfriend. He hated horoscopes. And one day I told him a description of what it meant because we were both Aquarians. And he said, I hate to admit it, but that horoscope thing was pretty close. I said, I won't tell anyone you said that. I promise. Well, a couple of days later, I saw someone had tagged him in a post on Facebook. It said something about you will be missed. And I freaked out. Then I thought to myself, maybe it meant he passed out too drunk or something like that. So I sent Gino a DM right away. 
I hope what I just read on Facebook is just a terrible, horrible joke. I hit send, and then I waited. But he never replied. I messaged his sister, and she gave me the bad news. He had passed away tragically at the young age of 30. After two days of wandering around in disbelief, I messaged him again. I'll stay waiting forever for you to message me back. Love your J-Star. <sighs> On the day of his funeral, I was booked to do two weddings, so my family went for me. I had to pull myself together so that I could put a smile on my face for my client. I told myself, leave it at the door. But it just happened to be that she was super picky. And I'm talking super picky. And I just didn't have it in me that day for obvious reasons. She looked herself in the mirror and then pulled it even closer to her face. She stared a little longer and then said, Could you please take a pin and separate each of my eyelashes? I almost snapped. I wanted to scream. Do you know there are real things happening in the world right now? Nobody cares about how close together your eyelashes are. But I smiled and I said, of course. And I painstakingly separated every eyelash from the one beside it as I wondered how my parents were doing. And I choked on the guilt of not being there for my best friend. When I was in high school, I was really involved on the drama team. And my drama coach had this thing where he would make us take our shoes off when we got into the drama room. He said that our shoes represented everything that we carried with us through the day, whether it be maybe a fight with a boyfriend, you know, family troubles, whatever, homework, any, whatever was stressing us out, just leave it at the door. Because he said, you can't get on stage and perform as someone else if you're still carrying with you all the stress of the day. And that's kind of how I go through work as a makeup artist. I have to leave whatever I'm going through in my life at the door because in that moment, it's all about the bride, her day, and making sure she has beautiful memories. But of course, I'm human. <laughs> Some days are harder than others. I've been through a lot while I've had this job and still had to show up and put a smile on my face and make sure my client had the very best day. Even though every time I do hair and makeup, it's technically just another day on the job for me, it's somebody else's most important day and a day when they're trusting me or maybe they've even planned their whole wedding around me. It's a lot of pressure and I have to show up 100% even if my tank is on empty. Sometimes it seems like weddings are more important than anything else. I mean anything else, like there's no room for off days or sickness, simple mistakes or pregnancies. I can't even get in a car accident for shit's sakes. I'm working with some of the pickiest, hardest to please, most stressed out clients you could possibly work with and they're planning their entire day around me. I remember one bride said, I'm spending $100,000 on this one day and the only thing that matters is that I look amazing. No pressure. I wish I had $5 for every woman who told me that she had reoccurring nightmares that I wouldn't show up. Like as if her whole wedding would have to be canceled. Like it would be impossible, absolutely impossible for her to do her makeup herself or God forbid, have a friend or family member do it. How could we go on without a perfect contour? Ah! On top of all of that, I'm plagued with nightmares that I might get in a car accident and not be able to make it to a bride's house. 
I've truly dreamt that police were trying to pull me out of a car with the jaws of life and I was going, please, grab my makeup brushes and take me to Michelle's house. Maybe, maybe the pressure that brides feel to look so beautiful and the pressure that I feel to show up and make them look beautiful is a little bit of a hint of how far we've gotten away from what really matters on a wedding day. Like, did you know you could actually still get married even without a stitch of makeup on? You could. You could. You could. For real. For real. You just need to sign a piece of paper and nobody even needs to know what you look like. Of course, I'm grateful that brides trust me, but in all honesty, you can do it without me. You'd look great probably if you did your own makeup. Or there's a whole city full of amazing artists. I really think I'm not worth the hype, and that's not even me just trying to be too humble. Truly, you could do it without me. Now, despite everything that I've said today, I love this job so much. And I don't want to get emotional talking about it, but this has been the one consistent thing that I've had in my life for 19 years. And the brides just keep coming back, keep trusting me, and I keep making new friends and growing this tribe. And honestly, it makes all the things I talked about today worth it. If you're listening today as a bride who's trusted me in the past or one who's hoping to trust me in the future, Thank you for being the reason that I get to wake up every single day and do what I love to do. And I promise, even if I'm sick, (laughs) I'll still show up. Now, next week, I'm very excited to get to tell you some stories about some bridezillas. I know everybody loves that. So tune in because I'm going to be telling you some of the stories of some of the most difficult clients that I've ever had. So buckle up. (laughs) If you know someone who could use a little BLE in their life, could you pretty please share this show with them? I hear every time you do, a makeup artist's brushes clean themselves. (gasps) It's true. (laughs) Only the makeup artists would get that one. Thanks again for listening. Until next week, please go be your most fabulous self. And don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go. Thanks so much. Why I'm yelling, damn Jane, would you fit me in if you can?